Hey guys, welcome to My Condolences, the podcast about the harrowing and hilarious stories of life after death. Tonight, I have a good friend of mine, Abra, with us, and we are going to talk about her sister, Nora. Abra, why don't you tell me a little <laughs> bit about her? Um, okay, so my sister was 16 months older than me, uh, so we were really tight. She was my best, best, best friend. Um, we shared a room for most of our lives. So for better, or for worse, we were like really tight and knew everything about each other. Did you ever like throw a hairbrush at each other? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. So you no, have, she like, like went to bed sister. early. I stayed up late. Of course. Yeah. This does not surprise me. Yeah. And I was the younger sister. So it was a lot of like me stealing her clothes and her like knowing right away that they were missing and right. me lying about it and trying to cover it up. So you guys have kind of had this close and normal sister relationship. Do you have any like favorite memories with her? Um, any hilarious stories? She ruined every family vacation we ever went <laughs> on. Like she got sick and like car sick really easily. So yeah. she like always got to sit in the front. Um, but I feel like she always got like the stomach flu every time we went somewhere or. My older brother did that. Like he threw up on every vacation. Yeah. Yeah. So it became sort of a running gag. Um, or like, I remember one time we were in Savannah. We had, I don't know, we, we drove to Florida from New England. And uh, I she was trying to get away from me because I was like just being obnoxious. We had to share a bed. And she rolled over and like cracked the side of her head open on like <gasps> the side table. You know, it was just like she always was a drama. Person. Yeah. That's yeah. hilarious. So, of course, because we're here on My Condolences, just to, like, pivot right into it. Let's get to it. I want to talk to you about this insane story about your sister. So, why don't you lay it out for us, like, however you feel comfortable. Okay. So, uh, my sister was, uh, as I said, she was a year older than me. So, she, her number one school was... Um, Amherst College, and that's where she ended up going to college. She got in. She was, like, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, 1,400s on her SATs. She was in the top 10 of her class. Uh, She was a real overachiever, um, varsity tennis player, tennis captain, um, on every single club. She was just a total go-getter. Yeah. Where I was kind of just like, whatever. I'm just going (laughs) to see what happens. Right. Um, But... Yeah, she and she worked really, really, really hard. She was somebody who could go out and party all night, and then the next morning ace a test. It, How? Uh, How? Yeah, that which I mean, if I, I was gonna go out and party all night, it was right. like I'm not gonna show up for the test. Yeah, or we're <laughs> gonna show up and be like, oh, we forgot to study. Yeah. And fail. Whoops. Yeah. This is very relatable between you and me. Yes. Um. So she went to Amherst College. Um. And really, like, I've never seen her happier. It was really amazing. We came from a really small town uh, where, I mean, like most small towns, it doesn't matter where in the United States it is. Most people stay in that small town. And that's not a bad thing at all. But she definitely wanted to get out and she wanted to travel. Mm -hmm. Um, She had a lot of ambition. So um, went to college I went, I used to visit her a lot because I was a senior in high school and I had my license and I was just kind of, you know, sick of seeing the same 120 kids in my graduating class all the time. You're like, yeah, totally have that senioritis and want to get out. Yeah. Yeah. So I would visit all the time and I loved all of her friends. Um, and 
towards, it was April of my senior year of high school, so her freshman year of college, she on was actually coming to visit me and uh, some other friends from high school with uh, her best friend in college, and they got in a car accident, and my sister passed away. I know that this is something, as you and I have been friends for a long time, that just that statement alone is something that I feel like... Um, can easily overwhelm people, especially like losing a sibling. Totally. And that's why I think you and I hit it off so well. Mm-hmm. Because I've had, you know, that's one of the first things people ask you right. when you're making new friends. Right. Like, remember, I was um, a senior in high school when that happened. So I started college, right after. you know, right afterwards. Right. And I had to roll in and I had to make new friends and start a whole new sure. life. Sure. And my reaction when people asked, I just said, no. Because right, how do you explain that? And also, it's such a vulnerable age. I was right. seventeen, and yeah. adults don't know how to handle a death, especially not a death of um, a kid. Right. But having other people my age, I remember I like you know I tried telling some people that year, and it was just kind of like ugh, like you know you can see their the discomfort on somebody's right. face. Right. And I mean, we're I still deal with that, but but. When I told you, you were like, oh, girl, <laughs> I I know. I've I, been there. And yeah. I think that's why, especially like wanting to start this podcast, is I, my, I say like in our first episode that I have this weird superpower of being super comfortable with death. But my dad died when I was 15. And, yeah. you know, you go, you go away for Christmas break. Your parent dies. You come back. And people are like, oh, how was your Christmas? And I'm like, yeah. mm-hmm. do you, well, my dad died. How was yours? Yeah. Do you, oh, you got a new iPod. Excellent. Yeah. Like, yeah. great for you. And then you have to kind of process this new existence. Um, and I feel like it's so different. Death has so many universal themes, but I feel like having a sibling who is a girl, especially who you're close with, you've had these bonding experiences yeah. with. Like, what has that been like as far as you evolving as a young woman now? Like, without her i want to hear like your idea of how how spiritual you are where you know i'm not spiritual at all (laughs) that's fair yeah i i didn't go to church growing up and i still don't and um i definitely she would visit me a lot in dreams Mm -hmm. um when like especially the first year after she passed away uh, and she still does every now and again, and how it's always. She, how does she show up in dreams for you? Um, she, when I was younger, she would show up and give me advice. She was really bossy, um, and and she was my go-to person. If I needed right. solid advice, I would always call her. And uh, she was really intense, and sometimes like the truth hurt coming out of her mouth, sure. but I knew she was always right. Yeah, you know, she, it's like what you would expect from a best friend. I mean, she would show up and tell me to like break up with guys. Amazing. Yeah. And it was yeah, like, we all need okay, that. she's right. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, um, my sister visited me in dreams. Yeah. I don't want to tell this to you. You gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I have also had a huge theme of dreams where, um, my dad shows up and he's not dead. He oh, just yeah. like disappeared. Yeah. Like he actually wasn't, like faked his own death. Yeah. And there's all this anger, like, where the hell have you been? And, like, why? like the shit show that I've had to handle for the last, like, 15 yeah. years. Where have you been? Or, or I've had dreams where um, she, where the two of us are just hanging out. And I'm thinking in my head, like, oh, my God, this is so awkward. She doesn't know that she's dead. Wow. I have to tell her. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I don't want to tell her. I feel bad telling her. Right. Um, 
it's it's bizarre. Like, does she when when you dream about her? I mean, I know I can only speak for myself. Like, my dad's clothing and everything is so vivid. It's like oh, he's like really there. Yeah, she's, she's shown up wearing my clothes. You know, or and and that's such a sister thing to happen. Right, like, of course, like oh, why are you wearing my shirt? Right, right. <laughs> I've been looking for that shirt. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's such a weird thing. And, and why I think this podcast is so cool is that because, like, unless you've gone through it, you don't know. And yeah. how do you tell someone who's never experienced loss, oh, I had a dream about my sister and she was wearing my sweater? Yeah. And I think a lot of people who haven't experienced loss, I mean, I have friends who are in their late 20s, early 30s who have never lost anybody. Right. And that's amazing. Yeah. Um, and but it's funny because it's amazing to us because we were both young. Right. But like most people don't start losing their parents till their 40s and 50s. Right. Yeah. And siblings like w- way after that. Right. Yeah. It It's definitely something that uh, just a different way of life that you, you have to get used to at a young mm-hmm. age. Mm-hmm. And it changes your perspective. Totally. One thing I want to definitely talk about is like what is the worst thing that someone or the stupidest thing and the most inappropriate or absurd thing someone said to you after your sister died? Like right after or, or like any time. I want to. I want to hear like the like the top three most absurd things oh. that you're like. Is this actually happening right now? Oh God, yeah. Uh, people are awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a an ex boyfriend tell me that um, I told too many sad stories and he didn't want to hear anymore uh, because it was like that's. I can't pretend like my sister wasn't in my life for 17 years. Of course. And so I will still talk about her yeah. and tell stories. I'm not, it's not, you know, it's not like I'm pretending like she's still around, but I can't pretend like these things only happen to me, you know? So how would you say that like your sister's death has affected you the most as far as like how you uh, live your life now? Oof. There's so many things. Yeah, um, list them. I really, I became really good at making friends. Interesting. I know that's a kind of a weird thing to say. No, that's that's but very I, interesting. But I have a lot of really tight girlfriends hmm. that have kind of taken her place. Not fully, but everybody kind of has a little bit of Nora in them. Um, and and I have like I I have a yeah I'm really good at making girlfriends. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm really tight with my mom and dad, but I've always been tight with them. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, you know, I feel like parents sometimes can be hard to talk to and they don't want to necessarily know if you're feeling sad, but I've gotten a lot better about telling them if I'm sad or if something's bothering me. I'm sure me. at the beginning it felt like you didn't, I mean, we talked about this, like you didn't want to burden them more. Yeah, because everybody was feeling like shit. <laughs> and it's like, you don't want to be like, oh, yeah, we're all going through this and my life is falling apart. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I, and I, I really didn't want to bug them. And I was also in college and so... I remember coming home on weekends and just having like meltdowns and feeling like, oh, I like I'm just making things worse. Everyone's it's, like, you I, were at such a brutal age too of of having to. I mean, I feel like it was is hard enough for someone to go off and be alone in college. Yeah, but to have had something so traumatic happen 
and then like, have to go in right like, before and yeah. then be like, yay, fresh No, I really, I really did like, a good job of not dealing with it and yeah. acting like I was a fun single freshman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And everything was cool and yeah, my life was awesome. Now, I know that um, it had to have been incredibly difficult for your parents to kind of go through that process. But as far as you being away from home, did you feel uh, like any obligation to take care of your parents like further away or did you? Um, No, but I definitely wanted to make sure that we saw each other a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, yeah. I mean, and especially the older you get, there are fewer and fewer people who... I are in my life on a regular basis who knew my sister. Right. Um, what's, it, what's it like when you run into those people? Do you ever see them anymore? Because I know like my parents' friends are there and it's like a whole thing when you see those people. Yeah. Well, and especially having moved away, I live in Los Angeles now. Um, a lot of people only remember me as Nora's sister. So it's right. kind of... It's weird. I feel like I've had two different lives. Yeah. I think I, I can absolutely relate with that because I know that, because um, I also moved across the country from Florida out here like 11 years ago to Los Angeles and no one knows my dad. Right. No one. And yeah. um, I know even dating has been hard because of course they ask you, oh, where do your parents live? Are you, or, or my favorite, are your parents still married? Yeah. And then, no. oh, do you have any siblings? Those are like the yeah. top three questions. Sure. And, and. We're all, I'm, I ask people that all the time. Yeah. I ask people if they have siblings. I used to be really sensitive about it. Yeah. But it's like, no, if, if you want to be my friend, like you should feel comfortable and honest. Right. I'm not going to judge you. Right. And I think it's funny too that, um, I used to shelve it as well and just say, oh yeah, yeah. He's back in Florida. My parents are in Florida. Like I didn't want to be like, yeah, he's in the ground. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, technically it's, you know, right. Hempel or whatever, Conroe Windham or whatever the road it is that he's on. (laughs) Apocalypse Island. There we go. He doesn't (laughs) live with my mom anymore, but. They still see each other occasionally. You know, he's really into flowers like (laughs) once or twice a year. Like he's got a lot of friends though. Yeah, you know, a lot of friends. But it's funny, like, does like this is gonna probably sound super personal, but did you bury your sister? Did you guys have her cremated? We had her cremated. Interesting. Did you like scatter her anywhere? Did you? Um, She like still hanging out in an urn somewhere? She's she's still at my parents' house. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I'm not really sure. I don't really know what we're waiting for there, but that's a whole other podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And then we move into the crematorium session. Um, I I know my dad, um, we buried him. And it's like one of the few tangible places that I feel like I can go and and talk to him. It makes sense. Um, You know, we've, uh, we've had like trees, you know, with Mm -hmm. plaques underneath, Mm -hmm. um, and I think you need to have a place to, like, remind yourself of your dad. Yeah. And of the person that you're mourning. Yeah. I remember getting so angry. And then if you haven't gone through this in some way, it could be a pet, honest to God, or grandparent, doesn't matter. But because my dad's at a cemetery, I came home from California. This is quite a few years after um, he had passed away. And I was so pissed because the grass wasn't being maintained. And there yeah. were ants. And there were ants. And like, how do you explain to someone, oh, I'm super pissed because there are ants on my dad's grave. I, I get it. That's, yeah. You know, and like someone came out with a wood chip, like not a wood chip, but like a, uh, like a, 
one of those weed whackers no. and, and clipped, clipped, clipped the marble headstone. So there's like a chunk missing out of my dad's headstone. Oh my God. Many years ago. And, um, and that's when you get into that like sassy pants. I'm calling somebody and we're going to get someone on the board. And yeah. Like this whole thing. But, but don't know, you who, don't like, who do you call? <laughs> I know we, we found someone who found someone because I was loaded <laughs> for bear, but it's such a weird thing to be like it. Once you come across as you've gotten older, like, like you were saying, like meeting people who never got to meet Nora or never got to meet my dad. Like, how do you, um, how do you like say, oh, well, I want you to meet them or, you know, or know like, that's hard for me. don't you feel like, oh, I want you to meet the old me. Yeah. The me that like didn't have any of this on my shoulders. Yeah, I do. And I think that, um, it's, it's been interesting for me because I think the, family burden of wanting to like live on so much harder for them yeah. because they're not here uh can be paralyzing sometimes yeah. for me at least it took me a while to figure that out like very recently I'm like oh that's why I'm so stressed out all the time yeah well you definitely feel like yeah you need to pack a lot in and um I don't know maybe I, I'm not that hard on myself <laughs> I definitely feel like uh, I just, just be nice to people. Yes. Yeah. That's what you want people to remember you that way. Be yeah. a good person. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The stuff like, I feel like our bullshit meter is really sensitive. Oh like, yeah. No, 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 Yeah. Like, it was very difficult for me to, I don't know how you felt about this, but I know for me going back to high school, I couldn't handle it. Yeah. I, I, I didn't want to be around my peers. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to hear about prom or drama I was like I have real shit happening at home yeah with my mom my siblings like I can't handle this it, it made all that stuff just seem so nothing yeah like frivolous yeah yeah so what if if you could go back and change something for yourself during that time like what would you for Abra do differently Ooh. um I think maybe talked about it more Mm -hmm. um I remember my mom was like oh if you want to talk to somebody like I can arrange that but it's like you're gonna ask a 17 year old who just grad or is about to graduate from high school if they want to talk to a therapist about like there was no way in hell that was gonna happen yeah I didn't have time for that um and I wish I had I wish I had talked more with my friends about how I was feeling because I I really did a a pretty good job of being like no I'm good sure and bottling it up and like no I'm here to have fun I'm young and like that's all I care about right so what do you think now in hindsight could your friends or someone in your community whether it was your parents or both your parents and your friends like how would people around you the time have helped more like what could they have done differently um checking in yeah you know I I feel like I have friends who have lost friends or family members and just checking in and making sure like that they know that you're available to talk and that you care. So what's like the worst thing that they could say to you? Nothing. Like I just say, just act like it's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. That's the worst. Yeah. I lost a lot of friends, high school friends, people I had known since middle school because they couldn't handle it. They couldn't handle it. They didn't want to deal with it. And so they basically pretended like it hadn't happened. And so that to bizarre. me was, yeah, bizarre. Right. And so hurtful and wrong. Sure. I remember there was a girl um, who I won't name names, <laughs> but I know exactly what your name is. Um, she didn't come to my dad's funeral. 
because she couldn't handle it. Yeah. And I'm like, seriously, you can't handle it? Yeah. That's our dad in a box over there. I'm right. Like, How do you think I feel? Yeah. Um, and I just remember I was talking to my little brother about this. Um, and eventually I'll bring him on as well. That we had so many people show up at the beginning. And then they were gone within two weeks. Yeah. Did that happen with your family? Um, yeah. There, there were a lot of... Not a lot. There are a few family friends who definitely like... I, adults who couldn't handle it and they just kind of like drop the ball and probably feel guilty about that now but I mean it's such an awkward thing and you you feel like you're gonna say the wrong thing or you know I always feel like I I really love to be alone and so I assume that other people like alone time Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they don't and who wants to go through that by themselves yeah yeah they you don't yeah, you know, like you, I feel like don't like, bombard your friend, but like it's, yeah, I think being alone with it was like the worst. It's, it's funny how um, there's this weird thing that, and I want to hear your version of this, but I felt like I was, I'm frozen in time for certain people because mm-hmm. of that loss. Is that, a, oh yeah, people see you like they still see you as that 17 year old? Yeah, I was at a wedding um, on the East Coast in the last year. And I was getting introduced as Nora's sister. And it was like, no, that was like, that was 15 years ago. Yeah. I, I'm a totally different person now. Yeah. And and why, I don't want that to be my identity. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I moved so far away. No, I <laughs> This know. is all coming together now in yeah, my brain. You're like, like oh, that's why I left. Right yeah. Now. But it is this weird thing that I know from my mom dating, it was so brutal because she's Mrs. David Harmon. And she'd right. go on dates and they'd be like, did your husband design that golf course? And it'd oh be like, God. Jesus Christ, like she can't get away from it. Yeah. Um, and which is this weird polar, like opposite end of missing someone terribly. And then also being like, I can't keep staying in this time period. Yeah. Like I know certain parts of my family, like still in a lot of ways can live in 2004. And I think we've all gotten much better about that. But it's easy to be frozen in this time of like when they were around. Yeah. And especially, um, I feel like when I go home, Mm -hmm. it's always, it takes me about 24 hours to readjust because my parents are still in the house that I grew up in and my sister's room still exists, not full of her stuff, but it's still there. And I mean, we spent so much time together and so it, it, it always makes me feel bad for... Yeah, like a good 24 hours, and then I'll kind of snap out of it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I empathize with that because for the first few years after I moved to California, like, I would start seizing up, like, two weeks before mm-hmm. I'd have to go home. Yeah, it gives me a little bit a of little anxiety. anxiety. Yeah. yeah, for sure, because it feels kind of weird. Like, you're stepping back into, I always think of Harry Potter. There will be so many Harry Potter <laughs> <laughs> references on this podcast. If you don't like Harry Potter, get out. No. <laughs> and also, I don't want to be friends with you anyway. Just kidding. Um, but like that feeling, like when he like dips his face into the water and it like turns into this memory, like yeah. that's what it feels like going in. And my dad traveled um, all over the world for work. So we were always at the airport. So as soon as I'm like in the Orlando oh, airport, yeah. there's this weird... Um, it's very bizarre. Like you, it's like you see the world in a different color yeah. after they're, after they're gone. It's this weird, like what now kind of feeling. I yeah. Think. Yeah. I, it, it, it bums me out, but not because I'm like, I mean, 
it's because the, the memories I have of her are so great. You know, it's like, oh, I wish like I had her to like, so we could go to this place together. And I wish I could tell her about this cool thing that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's like, you just realize like, oh, it would be so much better if she were here home yeah. with me. So even though you're not particularly spiritual, where do you think Nora is now? Um, I don't know. She's not around though. She really like lingered for a little while there. Yeah. Like I told you, she would show up in my dreams a lot and then that stopped and I didn't, it's not that I don't, um, think of her anymore, but I, I, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm good. Like she got me through the rough patch and I've, I've kind of figured the rest out on my own. Like released her. Yeah. And do you think you'll ever see her again? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like growing up in a um, fairly Christian household, like I have certain friends that are super, super religious um, that were like, oh, it's God's plan. Oh, come on. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, my mom hates that phrase. It's so fucked. It is. Please, really? Well, God's kind of lame. (laughs) Yeah, like if you could take one advice, please don't ever say to anyone, it's God's plan. Yeah. I don't give a shit if God is in the room with you saying, that was my plan. Just don't say it. It's like calling a woman who's bloated pregnant. Yeah. It's just like, you can't come back from that. Right. You have, you have scorned (laughs) us for life. Um, because I think like, I have confidence I'll see my dad again, but I don't think it's going to be like, and here we've arrived to the pearly gates of No. Like, it's going to be a really interesting experience. Yeah, I, for sure. And I think that's something I always think about, like, hey, we're all going to end up in the same place. Mm -hmm. So let's just enjoy the time that we have on this weird earth. Yeah. While we have it. Who knows when we're going to go. And just, again, be nice to people and... Um, do your best and have fun, make friends, just be a good person that people want to remember you by. And we're all going to, we're all going to end up together at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, I think you've done an exceptional job of, I'd known you for a while before I knew about your sister, but I feel like she's definitely very, very proud of you for the woman that you are and, um, the friend that you are. I just, I've met people who have you know, experience loss and they have turned so bitter about it. And I just remember thinking like, Ugh, I don't want to be like you. Right. You're so angry. Yeah. Like, cause don't you feel like by, and, and again, there's so many seasons of grieving. Totally. Yeah. You're going to be pissed for a while. Yep. If you're not, um, I, I don't know, lucky you. Cause I mean, I remember I was like, went through huge rage at God and the universe and, my dad himself and all these crazy feelings of like you know why me why our family why my parent but I do think that not being a victim yeah I'm not interested in being a victim that's for sure have you ever been in a situation where you've really opened up about your dad and um, you know, cause I don't know about you, but I feel like whenever I tell somebody it's really personal, you sure. know, it's yeah, like, I'm absolutely. really letting you in on something personal that happened mm-hmm, to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've told somebody about your dad and then maybe a month or two months later, that same person is like, Oh, so like, what do your parents do? Yes. And it's like, yes. Did, were we in the same room? Do yes. you not remember this conversation we yes, had? Yes. A hundred percent. I feel like I've had that happen 
um, where how many times like, oh, um, what do your dad think about that? And I'm like, well, we've been friends for three years and I've definitely <laughs> told you at least more than twice that yeah. he's dead. Yeah. Um, but I think the one thing that somebody did um, in a class I was taking is sh this girl Again, it's always girls. Girls can be mean even in their twenties. <laughs> That's one thing we all can learn. Just be nicer, ladies. Um, that she said something like, "Oh God, you know, you're gonna go there and like, you know, she's gonna talk all about her dad." What? You know, like you know about her dad, right? And it's just like, mm, I don't tell everybody and their brother about my dad um, because it is something that I don't want to have to deal with. And the only other thing I could say is somebody. Um, and oh my God, I can't believe this. Your name is Ron. I'll just out you. His name is Ron. Um, <laughs> well, Ron and I were working on a scene together in class, and I was at his apartment, and he was talking about his friend who had cancer. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, you know, my dad actually passed away of cancer. Like, I understand what your friend's going through. And he goes, oh, well, your dad must not have fought hard enough. Oh. My friend. My friend All right, Ron. I'm throwing you in the dumpster. Ron. <laughs> Ron. What a trash bag. And he had no talent. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. not even sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, Ron. Ron, get a clue. But so, like, don't say stupid shit like that. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It was God's plan, and he didn't. He didn't try yeah. hard enough to defeat a like literal cellular, uh, like yeah. molecular change. Yeah, Ron, let's see if you can fight it. <laughs> Best of luck to you, Ron. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's he's that guy. So just don't be that guy. Yeah. So yeah, but sometimes it doesn't have the same impact on certain people. Um, and it's bizarre. I mean, especially when we were our age, you and I were in s such a similar age. Kids. That, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I think you have to grow up so quickly in a yeah. lot of ways. I think you've done a much better job of like being fun loving and still experiencing a lot of joy. I kind of turned into like a, you know, 60 year old drill sergeant. After no, my dad died. no, no, I don't get that vibe from you. Not anymore. <laughs> but like high school Laura. Oh my God. Like, you I'm didn't, like, you didn't know the old Laura. I was like the Terminator. <laughs> People would be like, why do you look so mad all the you're, time? And I'm just like, mm, fuck you. Go back to your fucking, like, boyfriend in the hallway. Because I'm, like, going home and taking care of a shit show at home. Yeah. I mean, it, your face was probably expressing everything that was going on in your brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like you're just... Surviving high school is hard enough. Yeah. But having that all in, on your plate on top of it, I can't even imagine. Yeah. I mean, high, uh, college, too. I mean, I feel like it's... the And I think siblings are difficult as well because... Like, if somebody's parent dies, that's pretty bad. But, like, to have a peer essentially pass away, yeah. people don't know what to do with that. It's, mm -hmm. like, this foreign um, concept that they like, they can't even fathom in. Which yeah. Which is why I really appreciate you coming today and talking yeah. about it. Because I think people need to know that, like, you know, she's still part of you. And Yeah, absolutely. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, Abra. Hey. Thanks for having me. I'm really proud of you. <laughs> you did great. Thanks. Guys, thanks for tuning in to my condolences. Please like and subscribe to our page and follow us at, at my condolences podcast on Instagram to hear more stories of amazing people like Abra talking about their journey of life after death.